Hello, um, my name is Mark Papa. I'm an investment advisor representative of Financial Resources Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Uh, today we have our very first podcast. And um, so it's our very first one and it's our very first episode. And I'm very lucky to have a very special guest. Her name is Sylvia Wilkinson, CPA and partner at Wilkinson Wolf and Associates. Uh, before we get started, I just want to add a very brief disclaimer that financial planning and advisory services are offered through Financial Resources Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Today's podcast does not constitute um, tax or investment advice, and we would encourage anybody listening to what we have to say to seek the advice of a professional before acting on any recommendations. Um, so today I'm honored to have, again, a very fantastic guest who is one of these highly trained professionals, Sylvia Wilkinson, CPA, and she's the founder and partner of Wilkinson Wolf and Associates. How are you today, Sylvia? Good, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh yeah, you're more than welcome. And uh, one of the reasons I had you on here, uh, before we get into any of the nuts and bolts of, uh, we're, today we're gonna be talking about the PPP loan and loan phase two. Um, many listeners, I'm sure, uh, would probably may or may not be aware uh, or participated in the PPP loan. Um, would you be able to, you know, before we get started, Sylvia, just share a little bit about your background and actually how you got into the business of being a CPA? Sure. Um, so, hello, everybody, again. My name is uh, Sylvia Wilkinson. I'm a CPA and partner at Wilkinson Wolf & Associates. Uh, we are a full-service CPA firm located in Connecticut. And uh, I have been in public accounting for over a decade now. Uh, but my background really is business administration and management. I worked in, in private corp um, world before, so I kind of, you know, know the, the two worlds pretty, pretty well, you know, the public accounting versus the private industry. Um, just, you know, as of recent, I mainly focus a lot of my energy on the ever-changing tax laws at the station and advisory services. Um, we mainly service business clients, so a lot of our focus is on mitigating the tax liability uh, with the available tools that are out there. Um, of course, remaining compliant with the tax laws. Um, mm -hmm. I think many business owners are unaware of the tax savings and how the business tax filing and structure, uh, especially you know accounting reporting, can imp impact their tax liability. Yeah, it's very interesting. So. Uh... So where so you worked in the corporate America and now you are dealing with less cor more corporate clients or more small business type clients. Right now, most of our focus is really s small to medium sized business clients. Um, you know, we do, did notice a huge gap in the in the public uh, industry in the public uh, accounting industry that you know a lot of the big corp um, the big 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 large businesses they get the advice and they get the service. Um, and they know how to seek it, but the smaller, medium-sized business, you, you know, they, they get tax preparation services, but they're missing that, that main piece, which is advisory accounting and all the other attestation work that kind of comes with it um, that helps your business succeed. Mm -hmm. So why did you decide to focus on the tax planning side and ongoing advisory? Isn't that time-consuming? Isn't that a, a kind of a lot harder to do? Or why did you decide to go down that route? It's very time consuming. Um, we're always talking to our clients. Um, you know, it is, while it's time consuming, I think it's good um, because, you know, our firm offers ongoing advisory to our clients. Um, 
year round. So it's not just a, you know, uh, give us a call at the end of the year. We'll see, you know, what, what's happening and how we can help you. We, we open that line of communication with our clients throughout the year. Uh, that are seeking advice, that are looking at um, new ventures. And, you know, um, essentially by opening that line of uh, communication, uh, we're allowing the client to make the best decision for their business. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of eliminate the surprises at the end of the year or the tax consequences that, mm -hmm. you know, they may have as a result of a, a major decision that they made throughout the year. Um, our advisory services are designed to provide you with an expert analysis, advice regarding the company's decision, um, you know, as, as the business considers exploring business opportunities, investments, partnership, mm -hmm. it is important to understand the short, medium, and long-term ramification of the decision. Sure. And, and that's essentially what we're, we're focusing on. We're making mm -hmm. sure that, um, you know, we provide the service, the advisory that the business needs, and we make it easy for everyone to understand Right. So that way, it you know, it's not foreign language, sure. so to speak. So it's a lot of work up front, but then in the long run, it's probably less work for everybody. Exactly. Right. And by avoiding those surprises, then you're not scrambling at the last minute or missing opportunities. Exactly. Uh, that would otherwise have been there. Because, uh, you know, we just, you know, we just saw like very recently, we're going to get into talking about the PPP loan. But we just saw very recently, no one expected the economy to shut down so quickly the way it did. So things can happen. So... Um, you know, I guess there's an old saying about an ounce of, preven an ounce of prevention, you right, know? Right. And I, I mean, that's essentially, you know, having somebody in your corner where we're always looking for, for anything, you know, whether it's a new tax law or with this 2020 year, you know, we were staying current and, and just making sure that everybody understands and knows the information about the PPP loans, about the SBA economic injury disaster loans. We were providing that information to our clients on a timely basis as opposed to you know waiting till the end of the year and now we find out they missed out on the opportunity of getting the ppp loan or right. they qualified for other economic injury disaster loans but they weren't able to receive them because nobody told them about it right and so you also have a partner as well correct his name yes. is uh, brett wolf and brett is uh focused he likes to focus on the business consulting business structures and business succession planning and how do those two services, how do you guys complement one another? What, how does that make you guys, how does that work together? Um, so I guess there's a saying, and I think I might have stolen this saying from somebody, so I apologize in advance. Um, it's never too late to think about your exit. Um, so what that means essentially is um, while we focus on the ongoing business needs, accounting and tax structure, uh, we always have exit planning and succession in mind. And um, Brett and I, we pretty much brainstorm on all of the, um, you know, ideas. We pretty much brainstorm on all of the ideas, you know, and possible solutions for our clients. Um, we don't necessarily separate our functions. We work as a team. Um, we, you know, while I focus on the technical accounting, maybe tax aspects, Brett searches for, you know, appropriate structures and looks at the long-term pitfalls and traps for a business, you know, if they have a certain structure. Um, he's always looking for a new innovative ways to assist mm. our clients um, and checks, you know, kind of checks with me if, if it works within the current tax laws or whatever standards. Um, so we, we, we definitely work as a team. Um, mm. 
I like to say, yeah, it's a, it's like the dream team. You know, we have the idea guy, and then I'm kind of a, a technical yeah, person that's that checks right. into it. Absolutely, because um, you know these these businesses. Not to interrupt you, I mean, what are you building your business for? Right. Are so, you building it for a paycheck, or you know, are you trying to build that equity to one day? That equity is your retirement right. at the end of the day. And if you don't plan that correctly, or you don't plan, for example, you have um, children. Some who right. may not want to want the business at all, and others who may want to run it. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, nightmare can that create scenario when it comes to trying to actually exit that business so that you can retire? Right, and I, you know, and also I think a a big big important thing here is that we we do partner with top industry professionals. So you know we don't work work alone. We are you know a CPA firm. We're a great team, but we also partner with you know, top industry professionals, attorneys, financial advisors, um, valuation specialists. So whatever your needs are, it's not just the two of us. It's not, you know, our staff. It's it's essentially the network of professionals. Um, we work with them and make sure that we provide the best solution possible. Sure. The knowledge base is definitely very strong, no matter what, mm -hmm. regardless of what your client's needs are. Right. And which you, is you great. can't do it all. I think it's important for clients to understand that, you know, many times when they come with a problem, um, you know, we may we may not always have the solution, but our job is to make sure that we connect them with the uh, appropriate professionals, um, and then kind of guide them through the the process to find the solution. Mm. So it's not always you know we're going to fix it. It's more so what can we do to help to get you where you want it. It's to interesting. Be. Yeah. And now, so people will pay you an ongoing fee typically, or you you'll do tax returns. But for the most part, these are the type of consulting clients that sort of pay you like a monthly fee. Which is interesting. It's kind of like because software now, remember, you used to go buy the package of software and you put it in your computer and then you'd have to go buy, you know, download the updates. And you kind of like software as a service, which is a really interesting yeah, business yes. model. Um, and I better be careful how I pronounce this, but you're more like a AAS or, or accounting as a service. Does that sound like a fairly fair? Just, would that be a safe description to Kind of give give people an idea how your business model is? Yeah, so I, I, I think so. I, I like that. Um, yeah, we, we definitely focus on the advisory and the ongoing assistance um, as opposed to the tax work. Mm -hmm. um, the tax work is there, but we're definitely more of a service-based um, in the company. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're service-oriented. You're not just the. You're not. You're not. A, you're not basically the commodities that people would think. Where it's okay, I just bring my stuff to my accountant every quarter, or you know, I'll see them at tax time. Right. Right. So that's that's awesome. That is a definitely an innovative new way of doing business. So it, that's that's exciting. And it, it sort of eliminates um, some of some of the issues. Um, you, you know, clients a lot of times they hesitate before they call an accountant or you know uh, a professional because they're afraid of the billing. You know, they're going to bill me for every minute that I I talk to them. It eliminates that because there's no unknown. There is there's a fee that we you know clearly agree on, and typically it's a it's a monthly fee, so it works almost like a subscription fee, mm -hmm. and you, you know you can call us anytime, and you know we're always there. We're going to answer the phone, and we're not going to you know surprise you with a, a right. bill. So I think people do like that. Yeah, that's interesting because imagine if everyone had to pay their cable company in a lump sum at the end of the year, how many people would be excited about paying that bill, and how many people would still pay their cable company? But of course, that's one bill that's never going away, right? So uh, interesting enough. So let's talk about the PPP loan. Many of your business clients participated in the PPP. And I, thankfully, I was fortunate enough to get some advice from you as well. You were extremely knowledgeable and very helpful. 
So many of your clients did the PPP loan, which is the paycheck protection, was it right? Paycheck protection loan uh, in, the, in the first round. And how does the second round that we're hearing uh, Congress just came out with, um, how is that second round going to differ from the first round? And what are you hearing from your clients as you reach out to them or they reach out to you? What kind of questions mm-hmm. are they asking? So for the most part right now, uh, all business owners are really just asking how to qualify for the second round and how to apply. I mean, you know, at least to my knowledge right now, there is no um, SBA is not accepting the applications just yet. I am hearing, and this is by no means verified with anybody, that the, the, the SBA may start up accepting applications on January 11th, but we don't really know. Um, and, and, you know, how to apply, it's just going to be similar to round one, where you just work with your lender and, you know, submit an application, provide the support documents, which were mainly payroll records and some other you know, information. And then, you know, you get the, that application in and you if you qualify, you'll most likely get approved. Um, I'm maybe, t- I'm going to talk quickly about the qualifications of the second round. Um, essentially, um, if you lost at least 25% of your gross receipts in any of the 2020 quarters compared to 2019, you qualify. Um, and then the second draw is much like the first one. It's designed really to keep your um, employees. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's definitely a, a great help to, to businesses that do need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and now would you, um, even though the people who, what, what type of businesses should be applying for the round two of the PPP? Are these the same folks that did it on the first time around? Or are these the same people that maybe missed the first one and should probably uh, go for the second one? So I think the, the the main thing this time around is going to be the ability to demonstrate that you lost at least 25% of your gross receipts in any quarter of 2020 compared to 2019. That's going to be number one. If you can demonstrate that, you qualify. And, you know, um, in addition, they have to satisfy the uh, original PPP loan uh, criteria. Um, so essentially what that means, it's a, it's a business or any for-profit or non-profit organization that employs not more than 300 employees. Okay, that's interesting. Now, and does your firm help people with these applications and with loan forgiveness? Yes, we do assist with the um, applications. Um, Right now, our focus up until today, I guess, or last week, uh, our main focus was on the forgiveness. Um, We mainly just really assist with the support documentation requirements. So we guide our clients what they need to put put together, or maybe we help them in putting together the documents to, to apply for the forgiveness. Um, I'm not sure how the, you know, how this application will system will work for the PP, second draw of PPP loan. I'm sure we'll be able to provide help and, and assistance with that as well. Mm-hmm. So do you foresee any additional challenges that uh, original participants uh, could face in the upcoming round, or do you think it's going to be a little bit easier this time? I think, you know, it's going to be similar to the first round, um, first time, first come, first served. That was a, a big issue in the in the very beginning. I don't know if mm-hmm. you recall, um, you know, the fir- very first round, um, a lot of businesses applied and they didn't get approved because they ran out of money. So I imagine yeah, that, that time is going to be of the essence. Um, so I think that's going to be probably the biggest issue. You know, if you don't get your application in time, the bank doesn't approve it in time, you might not be able to get the second draw. 
Um, other than that, I just I think the that the banks and um, all the lending institutions are pretty much just re, you know redoing their portals and they're going to be ready. I think it's going to be a little bit easier. And I think they clarified some of the requirements in terms of the support documents. So people are going to be ready for it because the first time around, everybody was kind of trying to figure out what they need and how to apply and get where to get it. I think this time around, people are going to be more prepared for it. Yeah. And then the, I remember last time the banks weren't even ready. Exactly. The banks weren't ready or they didn't know what they were supposed to be looking at, um, you know, because there were a lot of issues. If you had if you had payroll and you were pretty straightforward, that wasn't an issue. But you had all these new businesses that, you know, they, they were just a Schedule C filers. Um, mm -hmm. They haven't filed their tax return yet, so they were not qualifying. There were new business. I mean, there were issues there that I, I know of many, many small um smaller businesses that opened their doors in late 18, um, early 19, that didn't get qualified simply because they couldn't provide the support docs. It's amazing. Imagine, yeah, and I know, I actually know people that left their real, real full-time job to launch a business in three months into it, the entire economy was shut down. Exactly. And they didn't qualify because if you, I think the requirement, the initial requirement was that you had to be, um, you had to be registered and active as of October 1st, 2019. Don't quote me on the date. Um, so many of the businesses that um, opened their doors like during the, you know, the PPP loan time, which was March, whatever, if they opened their business in 2020, they didn't qualify. Wow. Just like that. So uh, that's that's a scary thing. Yeah, we were getting a lot of calls. Hard enough to make it. Right. It's hard enough to make it in business, period. And then, God forbid, your restaurant's even worse. But, you know, it's hard enough to make it in business and to get hit with a left hook like that in your first year is just Tough. unbelievable. That's, that's rough. So one thing about the PPP, I, I, I often hear a lot of people ask me if the PPP counts as taxable income. Can you help our, our listeners uh, shed some light on this topic as well? Um, yes. So with the new bill that was signed recently, uh, we now know that the PPP qualified expenses are deductible on your tax returns, which is great news, um, and that the loan, when it's forgiven, will be treated as non-taxable income. Um, furthermore, it will increase the shareholder, a shareholder or partner basis, which I think it's it's pretty much you know win-win-win situation. Yeah, it sounds like it's like uh, forgivable venture capital mm -hmm. in a way. You know, that's interesting. That's that's great to know. So people who you I think you mentioned in before or, or in an earlier conversation about may, the, the deductions that they the as long as you receive the money you still could take your de deductions for expenses as well correct correct so I think there was a lot of um you know as we were preparing to do our final year-end planning with a lot of business clients uh people were surprised by the fact that the PPP qualified expenses were not non-deductible in the tax returns, whether they received the forgiveness or not. So, you know, there was a lot of stress on these business owners because they had no idea how they are going to be able to come up with this tax liability money. Um, so this is this is huge. This is big for for all the businesses out there um, that you know were facing a, an uncertainty. So the the, um, the ability to deduct the expenses. Um, that were, you know, that, that were qualified for the PPP is huge. Yeah, it sounds it, sounds it. So, Sylvia, how do people get in touch with you if they have questions or perhaps they want to have an initial consultation? 
to see what uh, kind of services you, you know, or how your services can benefit them, especially that, you know, maybe a better understanding of that fee for service model that you like to utilize uh, versus the old way of doing business. So, where people just paid their accountant, you know, uh, you know, when they build them and they, you know, they just build them after a certain service that came up. Um, what would be the best way to get in touch with you? They can uh, email me directly at uh, swilkinson at Wilkinson Wolf CPA. And I'm just going to spell that real quick. S-W-I-L-K-I-N-S-O-N at W-I-L-K-I-N-S-O-N-W-O-L-F-E-C-P-A.com. They can go to our website, um, wilkinsonwolfcpa.com, or they can call our office, 860-430-5400. And I think, you know, um, with with the question about, you know, the fees and everything, I just wanted to let everybody know that we do not charge for the initial consultation. So you can reach out to us. We'll be happy to schedule a a meeting, talk to you, um, and, and you know, learn about your business and then see how we can can help. Sure, so they can leave the checkbook at home for the first meeting, right? Exactly. That's good. Folks, did you hear that? You can leave a checkbook at home and you're, don't worry about having to swipe a credit card. Exactly. All right, until you're comfortable. And uh, I just want to thank you so much, Sylvia. Um, Sylvia, again, is extraordinarily knowledgeable. And uh, even as someone in, in a similar business, I do rely on her quite often. And, um, you know, that was just amazing, Sylvia. Thank you. And I appreciate your time as, as well as, our, and I'm sure our listeners do. And again, you can contact Sylvia, um, you know, if after listening to this website, you can find her at Wil- Wilkinson Wolf & Associates online, or you can call the phone number. Um, if you missed that, this podcast will be available uh, on our social media site through uh, Financial Resources Group or on Sylvia's social media site, Wilkinson Wolf & Associates. Thank you, everybody. I hope this was informative, and we certainly would look forward to uh, any of our podcaster listeners uh, have any questions, feel free to reach out. Thanks, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you.